BNT Talk College Sports. Welcome everybody to BNT Talk College Sports. We are doing this cross country like old times, except I'm in Virginia this time. Our boy Ben is holding the fort out in our studio out in Utah. B, how's it going, man? Good. Good, good, good. It's been a, a fun last week or so. So it was a good oh. slate of college football, too. So And let's give a birthday shout-out to Ben. Birthday shout-out. It was Thank his birthday you. the weekend. He got to have some fun down in southern Utah with some of his friends. And uh, and uh, I – so while he was doing that, I was doing wedding stuff and everything in between. We were watching college football because why not? Yep. So, yep. Um, let's go over our games real quick that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go first here. I have Florida State minus two. Got that. Um, I had Penn State minus 14 and a half. Got that. I had Utah minus six. Got that. Just barely. Uh, I had Oklahoma minus 14. It was a wash, or excuse me, a push. And then I actually don't even know what happens, uh, Wyoming, App State. But I had Wyoming minus three, so I will double-check on that. Uh, but I was at least three and one, which I will most certainly take. So uh, much-needed good week this past week so all right what about you ben let me check that i want to check out that game for you to make sure what conference is app state oh they're in the sun belt i think um what was it wyoming minus three yeah yes they only wyoming won by three oh i had two pushes that's brutal Dang it, that is brutal. So uh, I, you know, I, I, like I said, I'll, I'll take that. I had, some yeah, 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 yeah. I was two and three this week, which means I think I just have a one game lead on now. Correct. So I had Notre Dame plus three, that one, barely because they didn't kick the extra point. Um, or did they? They they did. Uh, they won seventeen fourteen. What they they shouldn't Ohio State should not have kicks the extra point. They should not have. Oh my gosh, Ryan Day being an idiot just screwed me. Yes, correct. Oh no. Okay, <laughs> then I went one and four this week. <laughs> We're tied. We're tied. We're even again. Um, Notre Dame plus three loss. Ole Miss plus six and a half loss. Oregon State minus three loss. Oregon winning by a million when BYU plus nine and a half wins. So Man, those were those were kind of tough though too. Um, yeah. So hey, but we're we're on the right track, man. We're mm-hmm. we're doing pretty good. Hey, remember how I said NC State Virginia would be interesting, and you made it was fun? interesting. It was interesting, just in the worst is, way possible. This is sort of one I actually. This is like I've been trying to not talk about Virginia this year. But like, like what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remain silent about how much of a travesty this football program is. It's sad because it's. I feel like it's the coaching holding back the team. Uh, yeah, and they don't really have that much talent. 
but they don't maximize it. So we're just running around with a 5'10", like, Johnny Manziel quarterback and then just, like, the worst offensive line ever with, like, a couple of electric receivers and a good one good running back and then, like, a meh defense. And so it just turns into in the worst special teams you will ever see in your entire life. <laughs> They've been consistently just awful at special teams. So just the just the, the touchdown to bring it within two, then the 15-yard penalty by our stupid guard, Ty Furnish, who was the same guy who was at center rolling snaps all game against Tennessee. Remember uh, that? Yeah. It's that guy. They moved him to guard, and now that he's at guard, he's like, I can't screw up snaps now, so I must false start and hold and get unnecessary roughness every play. So we had that, and then – they convert the two point conversion from the seventeen, which was which was the craziest one of the craziest conversions yeah. I've ever seen. And as Anthony Calandria, who's awesome by the way, even if that, he's not that, that great, that call. What I'll say before you say it, that was such a trash call. I think so too. He probably should have left his helmet on, but it had gotten knocked off, yeah. and the ref said that he took it off, which is like partial, only partially true. And it's like, come on. Like, yeah, but I mean, I guess technically it's against the rules. I'm not mad about that one. I am mad about on the pet, like the kick, just the terrible coverage. And then they get down. Brennan Armstrong takes him just a little bit downfield for the 48-yard field goal, which is blocked. But our guy hurdles the long snapper, James Jackson. So it's a 15-yard penalty. And then they make the 33-yarder. It's like they're just inventing new ways to lose games. <laughs> yeah, no, the kickoff. Uh, that was yeah, bad. Uh, yeah, uh, just, just, I'm just gonna kind of clarify everything for the listeners. UVA is down seven points uh, in the final minutes of the game. UVA goes down and scores. Their guard um, gets a celebration penalty for getting up in some dude's face. Um, so it brings the two-point conversion back. Uh, UVA scores the miraculous two-point conversion. So then they don't need to onside, but then the helmet kind of comes off slash is taken off. You might have to see it by Calandria. So you got it. If you don't, if you haven't seen the picture, look it up. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's a, art. Thick. It's, it's an awesome picture of uh, kind of him doing a super, Anthony Calandria doing like a Superman pose um, <laughs> with his, with the helmet off, which is so sick. This five but, then the kickoff, but then the kickoff UVA kicks it off and there's maybe a minute left, probably less than yeah. that. Um, and because it was a 15 yard penalty for the helmet being off, they had a kick from like the 20. Yeah. And NC state receives it at the 20 and everyone on UVA just takes the worst possible angle. Yeah. And the guy gets to basically midfield. Then they bring it up a little further for a 48 yarder. That's then blocks. But then there's a penalty for leaping the long snapper. Then it's a 15 yard penalty. Then they get a chip shot to win it. So that yeah. is what Ben was saying in a nutshell. So, yes, we're, we're sorry. Um, it's okay. We should talk about more important football games, but I just haven't mentioned. Yeah. No. Yeah. Of course. You gotta get out of your system. Um, yeah, yeah. You know who might be actually pretty good is Syracuse. I know they haven't really played. Yeah. Them, but 
they look pretty solid. Um, four and zero. Um, not saying not saying they'll give the likes of Florida State. Mm-hmm. I say Clemson, but now I don't know if I should say Clemson. But and we'll talk about that game. Uh, Duke now that because they're a top team. Um, I think Syracuse could be a, a solid team there. Um, but okay, so let's talk a little Clemson, Florida State. This game was weird to me because, like, I expected Florida State to dominate, and they really should have lost. Yeah. It like, um, Florida State wins by seven in overtime. Clemson basically had to beg this grad student kicker to play for them. Like, the From week what I heard – sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, well, I was just saying and he missed a field goal that was yeah, brutal four state wins. Um and so and so it's hard to blame the guy. I know it was an easier field goal, but it's like the dude was just chilling. He's from he lives in Charleston, South Carolina, and Dabo Sweeney calls him is like, We need a kicker this week against Florida State, the number four team in the nation. <laughs> and and the guy I was like, all right. And I mean, he did kick a field goal in the game and extra points. I mean, he was, I mean, yeah. for asking a guy off the street practically, that's pretty solid. But Clemson's defense, I actually think, is really good. And that's no surprise. Um, just Jordan Travis was able to just make things work. And Will Shipley had an awesome game. Klubnik had some good plays, but he also had some uh, brutal plays. I think Clemson. Next year is a definitely a top fifteen team. I think this year they're just a top twenty five. Who's that? Clemson. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying Florida State. I was like, that's kind of a hot take. Yeah, Clemson is. Um, yeah. Uh, what I was gonna say um, was that I had heard. I didn't get to watch this game, but I had heard that the talk of this kicker like in his story, that they just talked about it the entire game. And also showing his family when he missed that is just brutal. Like, come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think that's one of those games, though it didn't matter how it was done, Florida State just needed to win it. And I don't think Florida State played their best game, and they were still able to pull it out. And that was huge. It was just big to have Florida State win that game. That officially ends Clemson's um, hopes of making the postseason, and that gives them two conference losses. So chances are there's a decent chance that Florida State will be facing a non-Clemson team in the ACC championship, and that's big too. Um, I think probably the most likely suspects are they're going to be playing either Duke or UNC. I think that's the top competition right now. Uh, Clemson, I think, is as good as Duke or UNC but they've just dug a hole them for themselves that makes it hard to finish second in the ACC right now. Um, but yeah, I, I think what I learned from this weekend is that that Vegas knows more than me. There were weird lines. And so I tried to not overthink it. And that hurt me big time. Uh, yeah. But we were thinking along the right tracks. Like it wasn't like either of us. I mean, my two losses were pushes. And yeah. before your losses were pretty close, apart from – I was going to say, Oregon State made a comeback to make it close. 
Yeah. Um, against Washington State, but we'll we'll talk that. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Oklahoma Cincinnati was closer than I expected. Um my man Dylan Gabriel, um Heisman, future mm-hmm. Heisman winner. Um he put up 20 against Cincinnati. Heisman. Yeah, dude's an animal. That was a tough crowd. Middle of the day. Evil, evil Zach Wilson. <laughs> evil Zach Wilson. Tanner version Zach Wilson. Um, Oregon, Colorado. I know that's that was a big storyline, but like from a media standpoint, from a college football standpoint, this doesn't surprise me, nor it didn't surprise you. Um, no. I think this is – I think, though, it was a statement of like Oregon is legit. Like, yeah. if there were any doubts, they should be gone. Um, so, like, Oregon, Washington, I think this, they play each other, right? That's going to be a really great game. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna try to pull it. I – it might be a stretch, but there there is a, like, world in which I – in which I'm there. A world. Like in person? Yes. Just because I'm trying to go to Seattle. That's like a birthday present from my family. Oh, yeah. Seattle to visit family. And they're like, are there any sporting events you want to do while you're out there? So it might not be that weekend because I want to go to a Washington game and that might be tough to swing. But yeah, that's going to be a great game. I think I'm going to say, I think the two best teams in the conference. Yeah. You know, and that kind of brings me to my next point. Yeah. Um, because UCLA, Utah, Utah wins 14-7. Um, I think it's kind of the story of Utah where they have a – Utah has always had a very good defense. And, I mean, Cam Rising, he didn't play and hasn't played yet. Mm-hmm. But Cam Rising has been their best offensive quarterback in a very long time. But – Utah just struggles offensively. They just do. Yeah. They, they like to – they just are power, run the ball. <laughs> um, And their offense – again, I know they don't have Cam Rising, but I just don't see this Utah team. I was pretty high on them, but I felt like this UCLA game was telling mm-hmm. that – um that, like, I, I just – I'm just not totally convinced that if Cam Rising – were to play like if he were to play that game or any of these games that it would be that much of a difference it is a difference he's good yeah yeah but um and that defense and that defense is very good and it always will be as long as Kyle Whittingham's there but to have mm-hmm. the Bo Nix and company at Oregon to have Michael Penix and company they're they're the two best one two of the best offensive teams right now yeah. And then you got Caleb Williams and USC. Yeah. It's so it's how long can that Utah defense hold these three great quarterbacks and their teams? And if your offense can match theirs. And I yeah. just don't see that happening right now. So yeah, I, I don't either. And I'm not even sure if it's like anything about them. I think that Utah has been a bit they don't screw up, right? It feels like they don't really screw up and they've taken advantage of other Pac-12 teams in the past screwing up. And that's how they've won back-to-back Pac-12 championships. I don't think – I think the Pac-12 is too good now 
Oh, I don't it, think those they top are dogs are going to screw up, and they're a little too talented. They've just got a little, like, just too many. Yeah, off, like the offenses are a little too good. Um, I mean, I still could see Utah beating USC this year, but I'm not sure if Utah could beat Oregon or Washington because they're just like USC and Utah are like the one's the offensive juggernaut, the other's the great defensive team, and um on the other sides of the ball they're very very suspect like whereas washington and oregon are like pretty solid on one side of the ball and elite on the other yeah and i think that's why i have them as like i think they're separating themselves from the pack right now yeah and i think they still maintain i like there's they're number four in my eyes and then usc mm-hmm. is slightly above them yeah and then washington state uh, I mean, Washington, and Washington State's got to be thrown. I think five. I think maybe, they're. I think they're yeah. under Utah, and then yeah, Washington, Oregon are one and two. I mean, then you got like Oregon State probably next. Who's UCLA, decent? Yeah. Colorado after that. No, yeah. like the Pac-12 is is very it's good. Great, it's a great. And then Stanford, yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah, it's a great team. Um, I I did not watch a lot of the Ole Miss Alabama game, and I was totally with you thinking Ole Miss yeah. would mm-hmm. kind of easily win, but I think. That was a this was a huge game for Alabama and huge. Uh, I think a lot of people like just like huge. I don't want to say twist because it was in Tuscaloosa, right? But yeah. I think just a lot of people were just so down on Alabama, understandably, mm-hmm. after that loss to Texas, which isn't a bad loss. No, but struggling against USF, uh, Southern Florida, mm-hmm. South Florida, and almost just looking like unstoppable um i just again i i didn't watch a ton of the game jackson dart really couldn't get a lot going the rush game will miss ran for 56 yards yeah that's that's disappointing which so i think it just means that alabama i think this just means that we haven't seen the end of alabama like we thought we would like no. we we're all kind of hoping, mm-hmm. and I think, and Jalen Milrow had a pretty solid game, like 250 yards with a touchdown and, and an interception. Um, Looking at the crazy. stats, he he basically matched Jackson Dart, Dart if not was better. I, I do think two twenty five. Sort of my takeaway from this game is that Nick Saban definitely sort of owns Lane Kiffin. It felt like this was the time to get him if you're all Miss, and they missed out on a big opportunity on what feels like what should be a better run game than Alabama, what should be a better quarterback than Alabama. Um, but Alabama, they've got a very good defense. I think we can say that. I still am like – I think Milrow's fine, not great. As we've said about Alabama, I think they're a 9-10 win team. I think they're, they're like – they're very good but not elite. Yeah, the SEC West is – Weird. I, I, yeah, it's going to be weird. I could see Arkansas beating Alabama. Arkansas hung in there and could, could have beaten LSU. And I don't know how good LSU actually is. I think LSU is pretty good. Like, I think LSU and Alabama are the best in the West, like they usually are. But I think, like, everyone's move. It's like, I think the order is similar to what it always has been. But everyone, the quality of everyone has dropped a little yeah. bit. Yeah, just like the gaps are very – they're a lot smaller than – But the ceiling's like 10 wins. 
Like yeah. no one's like an eleven or twelve win team. Which is weird because the SEC West normally is, is, is like unreal, and I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's safe to say just the Pac twelve is shocking everybody. Um, yeah, how good they are, which leads us into Oregon State, Washington State. Washington State was dominating Oregon State mm-hmm. um, at one point, and then they they uh, were able to come back um, and make it a game, but Washington State kind of had it already won. Uh, Cameron Ward, you know, we talk about Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Caleb mm-hmm. Williams, even Cam Rising, and even DJU, but Cameron Ward, I think, uh, deserves a little bit of love. Obviously, 400 yards passing, four touchdowns, um, one rushing touchdown, uh, two receivers for Washington State, Kyle Williams and Josh Kelly had over 150 yards. Josh Kelly had three touchdowns. Like mm-hmm. uh, they had, they have some players. Yeah, uh, yeah, they have some guys. And Oregon State's a really good team. I and I, I don't think Oregon State's done. Like I think. I think this is this could be as good as the Pac-12 is. You know what they're also known for? Cannibalism. Cannibalism. Yeah. So I we said I, that at the same time. Wow, that was cute. Um, yeah. So I don't think I don't think and obviously I don't think Washington State as good as they are. I still don't think they're better than Utah. No. I think that's going to be a great game. Washington I think State. So too. That's going to be a fantastic game. And yeah, it's in Rice Eccles Stadium, it's in Salt Lake City. Um, so I'm we should go to that game because we talked about going to that game. <laughs> that would be fun. I'd like, be down. Like I I'm you know, I'm a cougar, man. Yeah, we gotta pull for the cougs. We gotta pull Sco Cougs. <laughs> I think it's wazoo. Yeah, I, I, I want to just echo, I don't really have much to add, but I want to like you said it, and I wanted to just, you know, reemphasize that I think this says a lot more about, like, hey, Washington State's really good and less like, oh, Oregon State's not who we thought they are. I just think well, Washington State won, won against a really good team at home, and Oregon State's going to have chances uh, to rebound. It looks like they played Utah in Corvallis on Friday, which is also a great game. Yeah. We should just um, go to that game too. Let's just yeah, let's just do it. Let's just travel every weekend forever. I mean, this is the final year, the farewell tour of the Pac-12. So yeah. Oh, by the way, did you know Northwestern beat Minnesota in overtime? Yeah, I can't offer any insights as to why or how. But I'm yeah, literally that's crazy. now I'm literally now seeing this. So yeah. Um. Okay. So the other the other big game was Ohio State Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um pretty much a defensive battle the whole time, which was really weird to see a Notre Dame team that, you know, hasn't really played anyone. This was their first test. To see Sam Hartman um kind of get shut down, which we all kind of thought Ohio State was a little overrated. Yeah. Uh, and that I mean and Kyle McCord I I wasn't really high on him, but the final drive, he made some throws. And okay, he does have 
Travion Henderson, Scott, um, to, uh, as running back there. Uh, I mean, he has weapons in uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, Igbuka, how you say it? Emeka? Yeah, Emmanuel Igbuka. Yeah. Uh, Fleming. Or Xavier John. Like, he, he, there's, there's some guys. Yeah. Um, Stover, the tight end, that kind of big tight end. Yeah. I like him too. Travion Henderson in the backfield. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But Kyle McCord made some throws on that final drive that I was like, wow. Yeah. It, it literally, I was like, because th- those are throws I expect Sam Hartman to make. And Sam Hartman, I mean, had 175 and one touchdown, but he's so good that that's, that stat line is just kind of like we kind of thought we'd see more. Um, I think Notre Dame, they're I've, – I feel like if you have a Sam Hartman, I'm very high on him. Like, let him throw the ball. Like, yeah. let him sling it. They, they run too much of a pro-style, like – game and maybe it's because I don't really know a ton about their weapons. Definitely. I like I like Audric Estime, their running back. He's really good. I like him, but yeah, I, I do sort of agree. I I thought this game was like very much also like I think Notre Dame is still really good. I think this is a better normal Notre Dame team than usual. Yeah. I do think it I think it wouldn't you say if the score were 17-14, wouldn't you say that you would, like, close your eyes, someone tells you the final score is 17-14, who do you think won? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I would have said Notre Dame. Exactly, because, like, they're more equipped to win that type of game, right? Like, the, yeah. the like, rugged, like, fight and claw for everything you get. Because Ohio State is like, they sort of have a reputation for being very finessey and fast, but like kind of soft. But their defense stepped up and their offense made the plays it needed to when it ha- when they needed to. And I think that says a lot about them. Like the fact that they were able to overcome because it like Notre Dame's very Michigan-ish. Um, sort of like yeah. they just want to play good defense, run it down your throat have a good quarterback who makes uh, minimal mistakes. I, I I do I came away from this being like we watched two very good teams win. Ohio State's maybe a little better than we were giving them credit for going into the season. And that was just an awesome game. And Notre Dame will have their chances down the stretch to still be in the college football playoff conversation. Yeah, uh I totally agree. Notre Dame's not done. No. And I think I and Ohio State who they play this next week. They play Maryland, who had a very dominant win over Michigan State. Um, then, they, then they'll play Purdue, and then that next week. So three games from now, they host Penn State. That's going to be – That's I'm still kind of like, oh, let's wait and see. Because for me, I'm like, okay, Ohio State had one really good win, but they're going to have to – and they can lose to Penn State, right, and still be in the conversation and still be a very quality team, as they've shown. But they have to be competitive. So, obviously, if they win, they win. But if they lose, like, I feel like for – they need to be competitive because that game could get very much out of hand. And you know, Penn state wants that. 
wants that win, and they are very much circling that game. Um, um so can uh, we mention we don't have to talk extensively about it, but I do think it says a lot that Penn, yeah, Penn State just went out and just beat the crap out of Iowa. Yeah, I don't yeah, 31 nothing, I think, is uh it's telling about Iowa, but it's also like they didn't get stuck in a 14-3, 10-3 game. Like, they were just like, no, we're just going to blow you out. Screw that. Yeah, I think – That's how Michigan or Ohio State would beat Iowa. Yeah, and I think I think it just shows that um, Iowa just has a long way to go. Um, They're just the same thing. I mean, well, I don't know why we really thought – I mean, they were 3-0, Iowa, mm-hmm. and we put them in the top 25. And they beat Iowa State, Utah State, and Western Michigan. And maybe just people thought they were mm-hmm. good enough to be a top 25 team. Um, I think the big – I actually think this next game, Iowa plays uh, Michigan State. That And I think that's going to be pretty telling of how good they actually are. Um, they should if, crush them. But, but that game might be closer because is Iowa really – that much better like wait like why were they a top 25 team you know they, yeah michigan state i think is they're a dumpster fire that, that that's not my point isn't saying like oh they will crush them but i'm like there is reason to be worried if they don't yeah oh and i guess my point is like, like i think we know michigan state's dumpster fire obviously Mel yeah, Tucker yeah. and like just their yeah. program has struggled for the past little bit but who's to say that Iowa isn't? Like, for some reason, like, yeah. it's just like, oh, they I, beat I, bad teams that are probably just as bad as Iowa. Anyway, so. I, yeah, yeah, uh, I get but, it. I get it. So that's that's kind of just, yeah, I agree with you, but I think it's just a point that's interesting. For sure, for sure. Um, other than that, really no other game stick out. Uh, obviously, BYU um, mm-hmm. played a good Kansas team, hung in there, uh, BYU – I had a pick six and a scoop and score um, that Kansas took advantage of. So BYU threw the interception and Kansas took it back and then had the scoop and score, which again, I'm biased. I know it might've not been, um, but that first play where on the jet sweep and the, the hit went viral where Kobe Bryant cornerback out of um, Kansas had a really hard hit on our wide receiver on the jet sweep. Guy lost the ball. He scoops and scores. Like, at least review the targeting. Because it looks like in the moment, I was like, whoa, that looks pretty close. At least review it. I if, never. If that is not targeting, I truly don't know what is. Well, like, he and, hit him head to head and took him out of the game. Isn't that yeah. the point of this rule? Well, and, and this is, this is, and I'll go on the to avoid head to head hits that lead to concussions yeah that was the purpose and and that was that was like the first like BYU's first or it was actually their second offensive play that's a huge momentum changer yeah yeah I mean if targeting's called I don't agree that this should be the punishment but Kobe Bryant's out of the game and he had a lot of big plays and so should have been like a 15-yard penalty and take everything else aside targeting should be very much subjective in the yeah. sense of 
like an umpire in baseball. Like if he thinks the pitcher Balls and strikes. Yeah, if or like has bad intentions, like hurt the batter. Oh, okay, I get you. Kind of deal. Like, I think Kobe Bryant was trying to lay a hard hit, but I don't really see. I don't think it was dirty. Just give. I don't think it was dirty. It should be like a flagrant one. Exactly. You know, and this is and this is my little tangent, and then I'll stop about it because I'll say this: Kansas is a good team. Um, BYU had had a good chance, had their chances. BYU had nine rushing yards. That's an issue. BYU, like you got, you got to be better. Um, and and uh, and Jalen Daniels had a big second half. So those are the three biggest yep. things. But this is my tangent. Colorado State, Colorado, that very clear intentional hit on Travis Hunter by that I don't know what his name was. Um, yeah, by the Colorado State guy. And he gets unnecessary roughness, 15-yard penalty. Then you have just let's let's just pretend Kobe Bryant for Kansas gets called for targeting. Mm-hmm. Well, well, and the thing is, he didn't, right? It's like again, there's there's targeting. Well, all right, I'll start over. Any targeting penalty, I believe 90% of the time, it's unintentional i believe 10 percent of the time there's intention 90 percent mm-hmm. of the time they're just playing football it just happens i i think the kansas hit one was a clear targeting but i don't think it was intentional like to hurt him yes agreed like he, he was trying to lay a big hit and yeah. it, it was in position to like yeah you're gonna do what you're gonna do yeah so the 90 percent of targeting penalties that happen that are clearly not meant to be targeting or mm-hmm. like versus and and then fifteen yard penalty, you get thrown out of the game, and depending on when in the game it occurs, you get suspended for the first half of the next game. But that guy for Colorado State that very much took out Travis Hunter intentionally, and has injured him. And he's like one of the most electric players in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as some people might not like to hear, I mean. That's the truth. Like, how is that not "quote unquote" targeting? Yeah, like, I, I, you know, like how is that? Yeah. How is that when you see something that's clear intentional, but it wasn't helmet to helmet, was it yeah. helmet to helmet? So it, it's yeah. just it's, there needs to be a very obvious rule change, and it's been that way forever. And the NCAA won't change it. So that's just I, my little tangent. Say, say your piece, say your piece, and then we'll move on. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was just going to say that I, I think it should be just due to like hits like that. Like there's some violent hits that are very legal. I think not all targeting should be ejections, but they should be targeting right. like the Kansas BYU play. Um, and then a guy who makes the Travis Hunter play should be ejected for a play like that. I think there just needs to be less like reliance on like a specific rule and more just like, let's look at this certain case and deem what the appropriate punishment should be. Yeah. And it should be like either 15 yard penalties, a 15 yard penalty or a 15 yard penalty injection. So I'm with you. And I'll just add on to the BYU specific part of the game. I don't think the targeting, like, of course that changes things. I still don't think we win that game. That's just the impression that I get from, 
just the vibes of everything. You you're just you just don't deserve. I I have a lot of choice things that I want to say about this offensive line. I just think they're soft and entitled. I think they're just not good. And I think everyone who had NFL aspirations, Kingsley Samamatia, or however you want to pronounce his last name, I think he's had injury problems. I think when he's healthy, he's a great player, but his draft stock is plummeting. He's not a first round NFL projected pick anymore. And it's like not even close. Caleb Etienne is just, you can't put that guy out there and say you're trying to win a football game. I don't know what he's doing. He just gets out of his stance and then just doesn't touch anybody. It's crazy. Yeah, it's and, and that's the biggest that's the biggest thing. I mean, you look at oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off here. Let me just get this point in real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh BYU's defense only gave up 24 points versus a very good Kansas offense. Yeah. Like really a quarterback. They were good. Yeah, a very good quarterback in Jalen Daniels. Mm-hmm. And the defense, you know, can only do so much. I thought Keaton Slovis had a pretty good. good game. And yeah. I, you know, I'm kind of biased too, like, because I'm trying to support my quarterback. He can do no wrong. But he was making good throws. And there are times where, I mean, he was launching 40, 50-yard passes and our receivers were able to catch. It's like, why not we – let's do that more. But it is yeah. hard when you literally have no run game. And, and you, you just – you can't – you you don't even have to – like – I, I think it's harder on this offense. I think they're trying to run the ball effectively so that it makes it easier for those guys. But I think we're just going to – we just need Slovis. We just need the receivers to just to just have to deal with the fact that they know that we're passing and just make it work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the best option because, look, is this run game going to get better? I'm going to say no. Why should we think this will get better? Until the offensive like line coach is fired, which he won't be until the end of the season. Yeah. So. Well, and that's, yeah, if if BYU is going to have, I mean, again, it was competitive. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, um, I'm with you. I think Kansas still wins the game. Um, but I feel bad for Parker Kingston. Because, I do too. That's because he just is probably going to be out for the next few games because that's just how BYU is, um, if not like the rest yeah, of the yeah. season. Cody and, Epps will just not help at all. Yeah, and, um, I, and I feel and, and, and I'm not blaming on Kobe Bryant um, or can't. Yeah, or no, no, whatever, no, it's just right? unfortunate. It's football. It's, it's just unfortunate, but you know, yeah. it's a play that it should have been penalized. Mm-hmm. It should have never happened, and uh, and. Um, is it a different game? Like, I mean, probably not, but there's a part of me that's like, well, that was a huge momentum shifter and we were having to play catch up, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, yeah. it, gave Kansas, I, it literally gave them seven yeah. points, you know? So yeah. I, 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 I just have my gripes against what I said about the offensive lines a little strong, but you know, when you're getting mad at the crowd for, for being frustrated with you, when you have a delay of game, when you can't score against Sam Houston State. Like, I don't know. There's just something about that sort of thing that just rubs me the wrong way. And there's no reason. The coaching deserves as much blame as the players do, offensive line being able to not run the ball. Because, look, 
oh, well, Caleb Etienne stinks. Well, who wanted Caleb Etienne? You did. That's a missed evaluation. And a lot of these transfers on the offensive side of the ball have been useless. Like, literally useless. Yeah. Um, Except for Slovis. The, I was going to say, receivers... Slovis and, and Lassiter and, and um, Marion. Yeah, Keelan Marion's decent, too. Marion that, that, it's unfair. Has... I but, mean, they're 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 stepping up. I mean, I made I made a generalization, but um, I Aiden Robbins. Yeah, he, he's been hurt. I think. Yeah, Deontay, I think L.J. Martin's the guy. Look, I don't even if Aiden Robbins were good, I don't think it matters behind the sideline. line. Um, but what I'll say is, um, I know he's been injured, but man, I'm I'm really getting sick of Cody Epps. Like, yeah, like, is he going to play? Like, are you going to play, or did you just enter the portal so you get a ton of NIL money and then not play? Yeah. Like, I look, look, we don't usually throw out things like this. But, like, and it's just one loss against Kansas. But there are guys who should be heavily – this team is doing pretty well if you had told me that the offensive line stinks and Cody Epps is non-existent and that we're 3-1. and one. That's pretty good. Because the things we thought would be good for sure aren't. And the things that we thought were question marks are really good. Yeah. Like, if you had told me before the season the defense is really good and Keaton Slovis is really good, you'd think we'd be great. And we're we're like exactly what we expected us to be, but a different way than we thought. Yeah, it, it, but almost it's almost kind of frustrating for sure. But because it, it feels like they should be able to put it all together and be really good instead of just decent, you know. Well, and it's just like well, it's it's coaching because it's clear that mm-hmm. Jay Hill is a great coach, defensive coordinator. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, ra- we'll yeah, yeah. wrap it up here in the next few minutes. Also, because yeah, yeah, yeah. laptop is dying. So let's. Uh, I mean, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll be okay, but. It's clear that yeah, yeah. we always we have to talk BYU. We're BYU guys. We talked a little UVA and we talked college. Yeah. Like we gotta talk BYU. Yeah. We saved it for the last thing too. Of course. Um yeah. well uh JMU did beat Utah State. Yeah. Anyway, um no Jay Hill is clear it's clear that he's a great coach because he's trying new things. Mm-hmm. Um different blitzes, different <laughs> the tackling is better. Like it's even when the personnel isn't quite up to maybe Big 12 standards or NFL standards, um, we have guys and they're making play. Like, it's just clear. Like we have guys from this defense last year that are stepping up and making big plays this year, plus transfer guys, Vaughn Patron, Eddie Heckard, Camden Garrett. Oh my gosh. Camden Garrett. Cam- th- there's that interception he had that got called back for like a hold, a defensive mm-hmm. hold, which was ridiculous. So mm-hmm. there's like two plays in the first quarter that are momentum shifters. Once the targeting call that doesn't get made for Kansas, they score. And BYU quickly after um, gets an interception, but gets called back for a very weak defensive hold. Just frustrating stuff that – but it, that, that, that happens in every game. There's always frustrating moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and it just sucks that like our offense 
where it seems like the offensive line hasn't really been all an issue or even the run game hasn't been an issue. This is what I will say. The offensive line pass blocking is not bad. No, it's not. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah, it's it's up there. So it's hard to be like, oh, offensive line sucks because they give Slovis enough time most of the time. Because they're uh, good at half their job, you know? But it's like, why – yeah. Why are we not good at run blocking? Supposedly it's they do zone blocking and not man to man, and they might have to change back to man to man. I don't know. Just like there's some, but it's just like just. I feel like it's pretty simple. Just block the guy in front of you. I know you're a former lineman too. I know it's not that simple. I'm yeah. a casual. It, it is not. I'm a casual. Just yeah. sit on the couch complainer, but. If you're able to pl- to pass block pretty well, I feel like you should at least be able to help and contribute more than nine rushing yards. Mm. Against the Kansas defense. I, I, I agree. That's good. They're not elite. They're not <clears throat> yeah. Clemson. They're not Utah. They're not Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, and Kansas is a good team, but – we gotta get double digits at anyway. So that's my final piece. Yeah. Um, you give your final words or final analysis. Yeah. Any, and we'll 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 finish it off here. We'll wrap it up. Sounds yeah. good. I'm still an Aaron Roderick believer. I I don't always love his play calls, but I do like his development of quarterbacks, and I like um. You know, I, I don't always love his play calls or philosophy, but I do generally acknowledge and find that he's successful and i also think it's easy to say you think your offensive coordinator stinks and i think he definitely does not um i think he's a good coach i think he's a good play caller overall i think he's a good offensive coordinator evaluator of talent but i do think that the offensive line is something that might not be fixable and he might need to find a new offensive line coach at the end of this year um actually not Maybe. I think he definitely does, and I'm sure he will, um, because they have shown that they will make tough decisions, although we doubted that for a while. They are. Um, this is a team that, like many other pretty good teams, has a lot of things that they're good at and a few things that they're really not good at. Uh, I think it's just weird because the things they're not good at are the things we thought they'd definitely be good at. And I think there were signs of this last year but we wanted to just chalk it up to Chris Brooks and ignore it. Um, And I don't think it was that simple. I think there's been a sort of like steady decline of the run game and the offensive line um, that will need to be addressed in off season. I still think this is a six, seven win team, potentially eight if everything were to go right. Um, So like, it's still fine. Although we complain about things, that's just what we do. They're still going to be fine. Um, But you know, oh, they'll be a pretty good team. They'll have to make changes to try to get better in the offseason. And I'm sure there'll be something else wrong next year somewhere else that they'll have to address. Yeah. It's just an ongoing cycle. Yeah. That's just how this works. Well, um, and, but they just I, – I would like to see them figure out the run game a little more so we can make it like we can actually do it somewhat. I agree. I uh, also – I said that was my last piece, but I'll, I'll finish this up here. I kind of saw mm-hmm. Kansas – 
And I was like, yeah, they were good last year, but I'm not really scared of them. Um, They're good. They're a good team. And I think there's a lot of overreacting. A lot of it is fair. Because it's valid. Yeah. But but there's the other – like, there's a lot of overreacting. Run game. We can – like, there's an issue there. Um, Some play calling that might have occurred or some calls that could have been made or should have been made. Or, like, Jalen Daniels, I wish we had more of a spy on him in the second half. You know, just, like, little things like that, mm-hmm. right? But – um, so, a lot of it's very fair and valid, but a lot of it, remember, this is a good team that we played. Heck, Kansas might be the second best yeah. team. Heck, Kansas might be the best team. We don't know. Um, I don't think they yeah. are. I, I think, think they're, they're, like, a nine-win team in the Big 12, more like a seven. Right now, I would put Texas at one, and I put a fairly sizable gap, but closer than people think with Oklahoma, and right under Oklahoma, Kansas. I think those are the top three teams. And the I big, think so too. Um, and so yeah. it's okay if you're overreacting, but remember, this was a good team we played. So, uh, and remember we, that we've got a pretty good team. We do. Although there's frustrating things, they're going to be fine. And those frustrating things are valid. You can be frustrated. Yes, you can. Be, it is valid, but it's also and complain all you want about it. We uh, we're pro complain about your team podcast, but also <laughs> but but do that complaining with understanding that you're still pretty good and that's okay. Yeah, exactly. So anyway. Anyway, I think that 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 covers it. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a week this five week five preview. Five, yeah. Um, probably Thursday or Friday. Again, we we got align our yep. schedules a little bit. I'll I'll be flying back mm-hmm. Saturday. BYU plays Cincinnati, which I think will be Cincinnati's favored by the way in that game. So, yeah, uh, that's weird to me. But a little, little weird, but I mean, again, you see BYU's rush game and can't blame you. So, anyway, uh, shout out to our listeners. Thank you so much um, for listening. Ben, keep it real out in Utah. Um, and mm-hmm. until next time. This has been BAT Talk College Sports. If you haven't already, please follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you may be listening. Thanks again, and until next time.